picked the New York Islanders to finish last place in the Metropolitan Division. Estimated they would finish with 75 points. USA Today picked them 27th overall. Sports Illustrated the same, a bottom five team. ESPN, 26th overall. 17 of the 18 writers at NHL.com picked the Islanders to miss the playoffs. Shout out to Brian Compton for being the one. And welcome back to another edition of On the Board Sports. I'm your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C. Well, my main man, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T. And along with our wonderful producer here, Miles, controlling the ones and twos on the board. He's always on the board. And whenever he's on the board, he's doing on the board sports. So he's awesome. I see what you did there, Will. Absolutely. I see what you did there, Will. And to lead off, as you heard off with Brendan Burke and his voice, shout out to Brendan Burke for doing commentary with the New York Islanders. Um, Sean, this team is in the playoffs. Can you believe it? Well, we we were at the edge of our seats for the last, you know, few days, but, you know, because it was coming close because Pittsburgh was winning and Washington was winning and we had lost to Philly twice, yada, yada, yada. But, well, we're in, you know, just a matter of are we going to host the first round or not. I mean, yeah, are we going to host the first round or not. But, well, it's a great thing. I mean, you know, well, in a season where, you know, people thought other teams are going to contend. And, well, I think the only sure thing going into this season was Tampa Bay was going to be the Tampa dominant, Bay. yeah, the <laughs> dominant force. And they were. Right. But a lot of these so-called experts got a lot of things wrong. Nobody oh, yeah. predicted the Islanders. Nobody predicted Calgary. A lot of very few people put those two teams. But, well, it's great thing to see. And whether it's games one and two or games three and four so, and beyond that, well, right. the barn is going to be a madhouse. I know you're going to be there front and center with the blue and orange army, blue and orange crew. Army. Army, I'm sorry. It's okay. Shout out to the blue and orange army, Will, but Will, I'm happy, ecstatic, Will, and you know, it, 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 well, it just goes to show you when you get things right, the rest will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. The Islanders got the man in charge right, the man in charge got the coach right, the coach got the team right. And it's funny because, you know, everybody, they all looked at this team at the beginning of the year, Sean, and many of these experts, including, you know, us, I guess we could be called not experts, but people that come to us and value our sports opinion and value our sports knowledge and everything like that. Mm-hmm. We said that this team wasn't going to make the playoffs. They'd be a, not at best a a playoff fringe type team, you know, 500 ish. Right. And during the year they were, they were going about doing their business and they, uh, they, the team bought into the Barry Trot structure and it's been absolutely crazy. What's been going on out on the Island to say the very least, man, with the, with the blue and orange team known as the Islanders, because dude, from the way, how I see it, Nobody thought that this team would be where they are right now. Nobody. Except for the players in that locker room and the coach. And we got I got to be at the uh the season ticket holder uh rinkside chat with Lamarillo and Trotz and you know, you get to hear what these hockey 
these hockey knowledgeable experts said at the beginning of the year, without without John Tavares, they would be bad. You know, they won't they won't score goals. Hockey's just one of those sports that if you give it your all on an every night basis and you have the speed with the physicality mixed in and you basically just you don't have an ego and you don't care about personal stats, you just care about winning and caring about wanting one another as as a player. That's the true meaning of a team right there, Sean. It is. And the way how I see it too. I've been to all all 41 home games this year and I've been to all not all been to a couple road games, Vegas, Carolina, Jersey, New York, Minnesota. Minnesota, forgot about Minnesota. It, almost 50 games this year watching this Islanders team play. And I got to tell you man, it it is just absolutely crazy just how this team in general has responded to the critics they have proven people wrong and they have taken hearts out they have they have well and you 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 go back to the summer you know and obviously we know your boy that left <laughs> yes as i always refer to him as will's boy but um you know not my boy Betsy boy, yeah, so what I know. Yeah. But um, you know, and it was a uncertain future because this captain and this you know, one of the great players in franchise history just leaves. And, you know, you don't get any compensation with another player, draft picks, money back, you you don't get squatting. You have an uncertain future. But well, the one thing I did say and well and well I don't think we even addressed this. Then and even now, the Islanders are, you know, they didn't make any major additions. Vatori, um, if you pull any team could have got him. Leo Komarov. Leo Komarov. Any team could have got him. Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard was going through his own personal struggles. Teams didn't want him because he was going through those things. Mm-hmm. We took a, I'm saying, and we yeah, got him. Took and, him right. And he, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to start game, uh, game number one. He's been a success story this year. The point that I'm trying to make is, well, those three guys, along with some, you know, minor guys, and they got and they got back and they got back Matt Martin for the fourth Matt line, Martin, right? But well, the point that I'm trying to make here is take those four guys, right? The core of that team was still there: Barzal and Nelson and Clutterbuck and. Lad and Boychuk and Letty and you know well so and, and um you know one of you know Will's probably favorite player on the team, Bavillier. Yes. Well, the core was there. Well, John Tavares had this core. He had this core, and one time, two three seasons back, one time he got us to the playoffs. Well, that goes to show you. He may be a great player, but it doesn't make him elite. Three times. Three times. He brought them to the playoffs. Three times, correct. correct. Pittsburgh in 2013, the strike shortened season. Right. Washington at the final year of the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum at the time. Right. In 2015. And then the year that we beat uh, Florida. Right. Out of the eight years that he was there, and Will, it just goes to show you, Will, that he's a great player, but Will, elite. 
a player was able to bring you to new heights and to new ground. And he didn't do that, especially with this core that we have now. So, Will, and that's why whenever we've had a guest on that we've talking about this team, Will, well, now you see why I always ask them the question. Either would you want Tavares or would you want Barry Trotz or are you satisfied with the person that we got opposed to the person that we lost? And all of them say, give me Barry Trotz all day. And I think this is why, because you changed the coach, you added those four four guys plus that we did, Will, and this is our playoff team. Right. When the majority of this team was already here. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, Will, let's – Well, listen, at this point, do I want them to get home ice here. But, Will, I'll take this team over a- anybody. I'll take this team against Tampa. I'll take this team against Calgary. I'll take this team against any Eastern or and or Western Conference team because nobody expected us to be here, and now we have to go make noise. Do we have some red flags here? Scoring, it's still kind of hard for us to score. Right, having the man down. Power play power stinks, place, right? But outside of that, tell me a weakness that we have, Will, and we don't. We don't. Those two are. Those two are. What's the word what, that I, I want to say, Will? Those two are very. They're, they're the sh- are glaring, right? But outside of those two things, the toughness. Well, we're probably the toughest team in, in the league. Mm-hmm. Defensively, we're one of the best defensive teams, Will. In the league. And when it comes to heart, Will, like you said, we broke hearts. We took hearts. Nobody has has more heart than this team. I'm not saying that because I'm, I'm a fan. Will, just because Tampa Bay has the most points doesn't mean they have the most heart. The Islanders have the most heart, and that's why we're here. And it all goes back to the coach. It all goes back to, you know, what Barry said when he got his Stanley Cup ring in Brooklyn when he addressed his old Washington Capitals team, and he goes, you're going to have to go through the through the effing island. You know, you're going to have to go through he the effing island. into the locker room, yeah. And he said that. He said that. You're going to have to go through the effing island. And man. then when he got his video presentation from the Capitals the day that they beat them in Washington, it was a Friday night, I believe, and he goes, whispers over to a couple of his, to his team, you know, he goes, uh, yeah, this is going to be us soon, guys. This is going to be us soon. You know, when he when they showed him the uh, the uh, the video montage and everything like that. So it's uh, it's crazy. You know, it's really crazy what's going on over with the Islanders. But man, you know, there there are very few people that picked this team to to finish where they are right now. I know I didn't. It's been a very unexpected year. To say the very least, but when you have coaching and structure from Barry Trotz and from and you get the 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 mental fortitude of Lou Lamarillo holding his cards right, I think this team is fine. And for the people that have said that, oh, they should have went out and they should have gotten a, a deadline piece, they should have maybe gotten a Panarin or a Mark Stone. Or a uh, Matt Duchesne type of player. This team has the chemistry right now. They're young. They're fast. They're hungry. When they get back, Philpola, I know he's a little older, but he's going to be refreshed. He is. He took off a couple weeks because of the elbow injury. He'll be back. Looks like he'll be back for game one. 
Which is good. Which is a very good sign. You have guys like Michael Dal Cole coming in, coming up and playing. He's been, you know, he's been hustling. He's been checking guys. He's been pinching guys. You know, Matt Barzell is Matt Barzell. Jordan Everly's getting hot at the right time. Anders Lee's the captain of of the of the Islanders. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things that ultimately need to be said here. But I Sean, I'm very hyped up about this team. I really am, and the fans are very hyped up too. Well, with the with the playoff starting next week, who's the number one important? If we're going to make a run, which player has to be at the top of that list? The Islanders make a run if Blank has a has a big post season. Who who is Blank? To me, it's easy. You're going to say Barzell? No. So you can say more. Okay. No, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. He's everybody's going to be expecting him to to go off and you know to be the playmaker that he is. Um, uh, I'm going to have to say. Well, we know the fourth line is going to come through and be grinding and everything <laughs> like that and start the game upright. Um, a guy that's going to have to make a breakthrough. I don't know. Who who's your who's your uh Who's your pick? Well, the one game that you invited me in a uh, uh, school B to shout out to school B by the, by the way doing some real big big things. Absolutely, I see you, school. Absolutely. Well, you remember that game? Will a couple guys scored in that game, and then after one of those goals, there was a chance. You guys in the blue and orange army has a chance for one of those for one of those players that scored. Will big blank Pulak or Ryan Pulak? No, what's the uh, a guy that scored in that Josh game? Josh Bailey, bingo. Josh Bailey. Well, I you go to to these games, so you see live and up front. Yeah, I watch these games. Well, Josh Bailey. There's some games you see him, you're like, wow, he's boom, 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 like all over the ice. Then you got some games where I'm like looking for him. Like, where is he? Is he is he there? <laughs> like, is he? Well, there's something about when he scores. The team just, just it's almost like the team just like goes off like when he scores well. Well, I'm not saying he's the most important player because he's not. Right. The, this team starts with Matt um, uh, Barzell. Barzell is going to end with him too. But Josh Bailey has to have a big postseason. He has to. I'm going to have to go with the goalie here. And it's not going to be Robin Leonard. I know we all know Robin Leonard is going to be the guy that everybody's going to be focusing on. I'm going to have to go with Thomas Grice. Grice isn't going to be the starter, although his experience from the 2016 playoffs and the run that he had going up against Florida, going up against Tampa Bay, and him having the bounce-back year that he's had um, has been absolutely huge. But, you know, he's been been really the, the second guy. You know what I mean? Who would have thought? And it's been a battle. And you don't know what's going to happen. We know that the fourth line is going to come through and be the grinders. We know guys like Taves and Pulak and Mayfield and Pelic. And another guy, Pelic, he's been having himself a really, really big year for the Islanders. And he's answered the bell for Barry Trotz and for the Islander organization. But there's a lot of things, man, that I ultimately look at and I just say to myself, 
what's going to happen next? And my point being is, can this team respond when Robin Leonard is not playing? It can't be an automatic loss. Grice has been absolutely phenomenal after giving up the crazy amount of goals that he did last season. Obviously, Mitch Korn and uh, Pierre Greco come in and they do what they do with the goaltending tandem of Leonard and Grice. But there's a lot of things that I I ultimately see in both of them, and they've they've played well, and the defense has really stepped up as well, blocking shots and and uh, doing their thing over there. But uh, I think it's going to be Grice and him having to do. He's got to be ready when the when the call is beckoned to him. Yeah, that's one thing Will Trotz is going to have to figure out. You know, I'm sure he wants to give Grice a start in one of the playoff games. The issue is which one? Is it game two? Is it the first game at home? Or if we're at home, the first two games is the first game on the road. He's going to have – I know he's he's going to want to put Grice in the game. But, well, that, that's because, well, that's going to be tough. What if we get the first two games at home or on the road? regardless of where it's at, and what if we win those first two games? And let's just say his plan was to start Grice in, in game three, but Robin done one year game one and two. Do you go with Grice or do you stay with him? Yeah. Barry Trotz, but will we have a Stanley Cup winning coach that just went through this 365 days ago, mm-hmm. and he knows the answers to these questions. But, well, I like your pick because I feel like – Leonard is going to lean on Thomas Grice. Intermission one, intermission two. Hey, look, this puck came at that angle. Should I slide this way? Yeah. Or if, or if we're in this zone, or if we're you know angling here, what do I do here? He's going to lean on Grice. So, Will, I like your pick not because of what Grice could do on the ice. I like your pick for what he could do off the ice, right? <laughs> for what he could teach uh, Robin and what he could tell some of these other guys. Cause a lot of these other guys haven't been to the playoffs. Like you said, where Thomas Grice has. And you also look at Barry Trotz and what he did last year with the Capitals. Remember the Capitals were down two nothing. They were against the Columbus Blue Jackets exactly. in the first round. And they had home ice they did. and they had home ice and they were this close yep. in double overtime to going down three, nothing, I believe. Yeah. And they wound up winning the series. I remember that very well. And they had uh, Philip Grubauer, who's the goaltender now on the Colorado Avalanche that the Avalanche traded for. And the Islanders were really big on Mr. Grubauer. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? You know, he wound up sitting down and Brayden Holpe found himself. He was cold going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And he wound up getting hot down the stretch for the uh, Washington Capitals. So... It remains to be seen, obviously, but, you know, the Capitals, they were due for a Stanley Cup win last year and uh, with all their ghosts. And now the Islanders have a lot of ghosts that they're looking to erase from playoff and seasons past. But uh, well, this is going to be fun. Coming up with Florida in about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> or no, probably less. And then Washington Saturday close out the, uh, the I season. Will, I will be there for that game. We'll, 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 we'll. I was about to say Will will be there. Yes. Will is going to be there. Yes. Saturday and crew. Will, that game could be for the division. It can be. It could be. It can be. Will it? We we, we don't know, but it can be. Everything happens tonight. And this is crazy what's going on because 
You have Pittsburgh, you have Carolina, and you have Montreal. They're all vying for the playoffs right now. Montreal I th- and Columbus, they're all vying for the, you know, the playoffs. Obviously, you have the third third spot, the second third spot, and the two wild cards, and being out of the playoffs indefinitely. Yeah. For one of those four teams, with Pittsburgh, with Montreal, with Columbus, you know, it's it's going to be something to behold in the next couple of Columbus no, couple is, days. Columbus and Pittsburgh are the dangerous ones. Pittsburgh, because, well, like I've been saying, Pittsburgh will play you anywhere. They've been there. They've done that. They've won a cup at home. If they've won a cup on the road, they don't care. Just, just get us in. Still have one of the best players in the league in Sidney Crosby and one of the better tandems with the Malkin. Malkin's probably one of the most underrated right. guys that we have. Right. Well, Columbus is dangerous because, as we spoke about on the show, Columbus went for broke. Columbus knows this offseason could be a rough one. Mm-hmm. But they're willing to go through that. And they anted up, as we say uh, in the hood, they anted up on guys to make this run. And if they get in, Panarin, Duchesne, all these guys that's on this team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That could, that the firepower is there. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying? So those teams out of out of the four that you said, that scare me. Well. And then Montreal. Montreal is Carey Price at goaltender. You know, having Shea Weber as one of the top defensemen. On their team too, so what a tr- well. I like to see when trades work out for both teams. Yeah, Subban for Shea Weber worked out for both teams. Yeah, Subban went to Nashville and he's been a stud. Weber came to Montreal and he's been a stud. Mm-hmm. So that trade has worked out for uh, I'm saying both uh, both of those teams. Yeah, and you know what too? There's a lot of things that uh, that ultimately happened. So you know, it's crazy. It's crazy what's going on with. Uh, with regards to the playoffs right now in the in the East and over in the West, you have Calgary clinching. You have the San Jose Sharks right there, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're right there. Uh, the Jets over in the Central, the Winnipeg. Predators. Yeah, my my pick for the uh, Stanley Cup Finals, uh, for the Stanley Cup Final coming out of the West. And then you have Colorado with probably one of the better first lines. In all of the league with McKinnon and Rantanen and uh, Gabe Landeskog. So it's it's crazy what's going on over there. And then that final, that final spot. No, the Dallas Stars too. Can't forget about Dallas. Dallas Stars, yeah. Yeah, so Dallas is going to be one of those teams that's going to be scary. Because they had Ben Bishop. He's been – he's played – He's playoff experience, man. Yeah. He's, he's tested. Battle tested. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we shall see what happens. You know, the next uh, couple of nights, man, is definitely gonna be, and you know, saying something to behold. And I know, well, if that game on Saturday is for the division or home ice or for whatever it is, it's gonna be rocking. Oh, Capital One Arena is gonna be rocking, it's be rocking. Yeah, on Saturday. So you have uh, for my friend, and uh, you know, what I'm saying it's gonna be if we win or when we win, run home because it's gonna be a lot of mad <laughs> Washington Capital fans. <laughs> I might be See hanging out wearing, somewhere. I might be hanging out somewhere with a couple of people. Where so. you care. <laughs> but, um, well, last part of the show, let's transition to a little uh, hoops uh, right now. Well, um, well, talking about another season that's coming down to, to an end, NBA season. Yeah. Coming down to an end, well, you know, 
most of not all teams have three or four games left. Well, and well, you look at my nets, you know, you know what? Well, this is a part of the schedule that I was kind of nervous for because we're playing all playoff teams. Our last seven games, all playoff teams. We lost to the Bucks at home, Toronto at home. We beat Boston at home, but we only beat Boston because Kyrie didn't play and Al uh, Horford didn't play. Right. Then guess who we play Saturday? Well, Milwaukee again. <laughs> then on a back-to-pack, guess who we play? Well, a Sunday, Indiana. Yeah. Then we have two days off before we end the season at home against Miami. Well, I told you two weeks ago, three weeks ago, my fear is that that Wednesday game against the Heat next week is going to be a win and end for the winner of that game. And the Heat will kill to get Dwayne Wade in playoffs his last year. Well, to me, there is no way. And this sucks to say this as a fan, will, but if that game is a win and end game, there is no way the Nets are going to win that game. Dwayne Wade is not losing to the Brooklyn Nets to end his uh, career. I, I just don't see that. So hopefully... And this sucks to say that as as a fan will because you want to see your guys play the best and beat beat the best. But hopefully, you know, will, will the Bucks rest some of their guys, <laughs> right? So we could have a chance. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we could beat the Pacers this Sunday. I'm, uh, that's a game that I think we're going to win. But the Bucks Saturday and then the Heat, which could be a win and end game. You know, that's always uh, scary and. The only reason why we're still in the playoff picture right now is because the teams that were hot have kind of gone cold. The Heat went cold. Right. The Magic went cold. The Hornets went cold. So, And the Pistons, too. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know either with the, with the bottom. You know, I know all the teams in the West have clinched. Oh, you yeah. have the Thunder. They clinched that, their spot for the, for the playoffs. Still, a lot of things can change from a six down to eight. The seedings, yeah. The seedings. So you have the Thunder, you have the Spurs, the Jazz. Jazz, obviously, Warriors, uh, Nuggets, Rockets, Nuggets, and a team that nobody thought, Clippers. Yeah, even even my, even us, even us, right? You know, so Danilo Gallinari's been having himself a really really good year. He might be an an All NBA first teamer. Can you believe that? It's he's dual because. He, well, he's always been a very good player. He just always been hurt. Yeah, either he, he either he broke this bone, tore this knee. He just always. But when he's healthy, even on the Knicks, when they made that Carmelo Anthony trade, the number one piece Denver got back was him. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying so. I think a lot of a lot of people forget how great people thought he was going to be, but. Injuries definitely uh, uh, slowed him down. To get back to your Nets point, though, the one thing that I'm really afraid of is with them is they're outside of D'Angelo Russell. Who's going to be their guy? I know we talked about Karis LeVert. I know we've talked about Rondé Hollis Jefferson and, you know, Jared Dudley and, right? Jared Dudley's on. Jared Dudley. Okay, right. So Spencer Dinwiddie. He's come back from injury, too. But who's who's going to be this guy? Kenny Atkinson's got to find a number one option here. He got an extension. His whole staff got an uh, extension. And, Today, as we saw, Sean, Sean Marks, Marks got an extension. Even Jared Allen. Jared Allen could play. Well, it's going to have to be Karis LeVert because he started the season hot. Remember the first two weeks? It was like, holy smokes. Right. Who is this guy? Then he had the terrific, you know, like with his foot. He came back. 
and he's still kind of you know trying to figure out his way, right? But he, it's going to ha- have to be him. And Alan Crabb, he's out. He he he's having surgery on his knee tomorrow, so that that sucks. Us. He's one of our best uh, offensive threats, so you know that's going to hurt. But you know what? We'll, we're going to have to lean lean on him, Joe. And Iris, he's going to have to really a um, uh, a step up too. So mm-hmm. it's a nerve wracking thing, and will it would suck if we had this bounce back season, this ten twelve win improvement from last year, and not make the playoffs. I'll be devastated. And well, the the bigger reason I think the Nets have to make the um postseason the postseason tour is not only for themselves but for free agents. I think if free agency, like, damn, you like you guys couldn't even get into the playoffs in the East? Like, why would I want to come there? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some, when the team yeah. a few stops away on the train could get the number one pick and has cap space for uh, uh, two guys. Egos come into play, man. Egos come into play very, very large here, you know? I think with the Knicks, not to, not to harp on the Knicks here for a second, but no. it, it's got to happen. Brooklyn has a very special group of players here. They have guys that care about themselves, care about one another, like the Islanders. They do. They're very close. Yeah, they're very close here. And, you know, it's a band of brothers. It really is. And you look at the Knicks, outside of them not winning games, you know, you have this fan base clamoring for a championship that they've that they're craving really since what, nineteen seventy three? 73. Yeah. Well, my mom was 14. My mom was nine. <laughs> my dad was 18. <laughs> my dad was 15. What yeah. the freaking thing for championship? I know. 73. And well, it goes back to the conversation that I had at that game that you graciously invited me to what I was having, you know, some chats with some blue and a uh, blue and uh, orange, orange army guys. And, well, one of those guys said the Rangers act like they're like they're God. They're God. The U.S. haven't won since like '94, right? The Knicks fans act the same way. U.S. haven't won since '73. Yeah. The Miami Heat started in the '90s and they passed you, <laughs> like uh, the Miami Heat to throw <laughs> another Miami team, the Marlins. They started up in '93, right? And they have two World Series rings, right? The Crazy. same as my freaking team. So right. it's just like you know what I'm saying. But at least with fans of the Mets, the like the we we don't think we're God, we pray to God, right. but we don't think yeah. that, that we're Him. But I mean, yeah. But I mean, um. So well, so uh, so what I'm saying, uh, we shall say there. Fans, me and Will are planning. Uh, hopefully, we could get this fingers crossed. A big NBA playoff, a preview show, trying to get it done. We have to figure out some guys' schedules and our schedules, but. But I'm very hopeful that we could plan that because I think it'd be a whole bunch of fun. When do the playoffs start? Next Saturday. Next, next Saturday. Next Saturday. The so, final season games are next Wednesday. Next okay. Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So you would have to make – you got it. We'll make it happen. I'm probably going to have to be on via phone depending on what the Islanders do. Right. But, uh, you know, see what happens. Definitely but it's happen. definitely going to – we're definitely going to have it. Right. So, well, as you look at the seeds right now, this is going off the top of my head. Buck in in the East, the Bucks are one, Toronto two, Philly three, 
Boston four, Pacers five, Pistons six, Nets seven, and the Heat are eight. But like you said, six to eight in the East could change because the Magic are there, the Hornets are there. Well, the Hornets have been have dropped off considerably. They actually could have been eliminated last night, but they came back on one. Kemba dropped twenty one right in the fourth to keep them afloat. So that's the East. In the West, uh, Golden State blew out uh, Denver the other night, so they're going to be the top seed. Yeah, Golden State one, Denver two, Houston three, uh, Portland four, Utah five, uh, Spurs six, Oklahoma City seven, and uh, and um, uh, the Clippers are eight. Um, I think I, I think six to eight may have to change, but yeah, some. But I mean, well, like you said, every team in the West has clinched. So it's it's just really just it's really just going to come down to playoff seedings and playoff uh, matchups uh, here and there. Well, so it's a it's a exciting time because well, it seemed like both of those seasons just. Started well. It's you know. It seems like me, me, and you were just doing an NBA a preview with the gang. I mean, I know that was a packed room I know. that day. I love that. Yeah, that I was love that. Maybe we, like I said, maybe we could do that again. Do it again. We had a packed room soon. Yeah, that day. But it seems like it was just uh yesterday, and now the season's about to be done and the playoffs are here. So we shall see, man. It's gonna be well. I think everybody's saying going to see it again a three peat. I think. The past two years, I think this is the most wide doping field that we've had. I can see at least five, six teams being able to win the championship uh, uh, this year. So we shall see. Oh, yeah. And you know what, too? With regards to basketball, like you said, outside of the West being tough, the East is just about really wide open. It really is. Philadelphia has been going absolutely crazy. After they got Jimmy Butler, they still have Ben Simmons, obviously Joel Embiid. Um, you look at the Pacers, they lost out on Victor Oladipo. Huge asset that they lost out on. But he is ultimately one of those guys that that can really change a franchise around. Then you look at the team in the East, Boston. What's going on with Boston? We don't know. There's a lot of things that ultimately need to be said. But one through six, one through one through six in the East, they can they could all take it. Even one through eight, they can it could be totally totally nuts in the NBA playoffs. But over in the West too, you know, we haven't talked really that much on uh, the Thunder and what Westbrook's been doing. Uh, he notched up a twenty 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 game second in the history of the league. Will Chamberlain. <laughs> That's that's crazy, and you know, and uh, and the James Harden streak, you know, he's still scoring at a high clip. So I mean, it's it's gonna be crazy to watch the West and the East, and uh, I think the East, you know, people are expecting the top four teams to move on regardless of who the bottom four are, which would be Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston. I would love to see Boston, Philly, in part two this year. I, that would that would, would be a good love, series. I would love. To see that, that would be a good series. <laughs> uh, part uh, part two, but we but we only get it in the Eastern Conference Finals because the Toronto will get one of those in uh, the second round. But um, and then the West. I mean, will OKC could finish eight and they'll play Golden State one. Well, I think OKC could beat Golden State. Yeah, I really, really do. Oh yeah. So I mean, so you know, so it's 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 crazy. 
as you say it will. But you know what? We'll see what takes place. NBA season, playoffs. And it's a good time to be a fan of our sport. Baseball starting, hockey is in play, basketball is in play. And, Will, in two or three weeks, guess guess what we have, Will? Mm-hmm. The NFL draft. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so we get to see who the Jets take and the Titans take and the Giants take, and uh, we go from there, man. So a lot of sports things coming up as the weather starts to get a little bit warmer, Will. And stay on basketball here. March Madness. We yes. already have our final four. Yes. Virginia. Michigan State, Auburn, and Texas Tech. Auburn and, Auburn and Texas Tech there for the first time. Michigan State hasn't won one since 2000. And Virginia, remember, Virginia became the first one seed last year to lose to a 16 seed. Dave gotten rid of that feeling and that vibe and made it to the Final Four. What I think they are um, the favorite. Um, they're the best defense. They've been the, one of the best defensive teams of college basketball past two or three years well. Now, they have a matchup. They play in Auburn. Well, this is the best way that I could explain in Auburn, Will. Auburn is Houston of the NCAA. Wide open, 60 to 70% of their shots are three-point shots. And they've made it this four because, well, as you say, you live by the three and you die by the three. But Auburn has had an impressive tournament. Well, Auburn has beaten three blue blue blood programs to get here. Kansas, they beat North Carolina in the Sweet 16, and they beat Kentucky in the, the Elite Eight. Those are three powerhouse NCAA college basketball programs that Auburn beat well. And they're here, but they draw a Virginia team. Well, it's going to be the best defensive team because one of the best offensive teams Who's going to win that? I think Michigan State, Texas Tech, I think it's going to be a great game too. Well, I would love to see Michigan State get another one. For, you know, Tom, and as though he's been there for such a long, long time, and they haven't won one since two, uh, a thousand. As we know, Michigan State, their campus is close to Flint, Michigan, which as we all know has the issue with the homeless people and the water, the water and, all, and all of that. So for that state to, you know, for that school to be so close to that, City and a lot of those players from Flint just go to Michigan State. That'd be good for them. But well, I think it's going to be an exciting time. <clears throat> and well, I was I was I was uh, listening to the radio the other day. This is the first time since the eighties, think nineteen eighty or something, that a Final Four does not include Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Louisville, or UCLA. Those five schools have a lot to be proud of. The first time since the 80s, at least one of those schools is not in the Final Four. Right. So I'm going to show you the winning and the consistency that those five, six schools has had. So we'll, we shall see. You know, it's, I have a bracket where I do have Virginia cutting down the net. So hopefully um, that bracket comes true and uh, we shall see. Yeah, you know, it's going to be crazy what's going to happen with, the, uh, with March Madness. I haven't really been focusing in on March Madness a lot. I know I posted a couple weeks ago that I'm hyped up for March Madness, and I was. Uh, you know, obviously, the big names have been out, Duke and Kansas City and every uh, Kansas, excuse me. You know, it's... I, I've been just focused in on the Islanders really going down the stretch of the year. It's 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 been a fun ride with, with the boys over on the island, but uh, 
anyway, who's going to win it all, Sean, for the uh, for your take? Final four, I think it's going to be a Virginia-Michigan State final four, and they say defense wins uh, the championships. Well, I think Virginia gets over that hump, and I think they 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 win the national championship. And you don't think that Virginia has a basketball school. They have one of the better baseball and football uh, and football programs as and well. Football programs. A lot of pros have come yeah. from those two sports. So, for a for a team not known for basketball to win a basketball championship, that's that's pretty pretty good. Well, you actually have th- three out of these four schools known for other sports other than basketball. When right. you, th- you think of in Auburn, the football is first and foremost. Yeah. When you think of Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes just came from that school, so you definitely think in football there, and their basketball teams are in it. And you talk about Virginia, too. Hey, <coughs> shout-out to Sylvan Landersberg, by the way. He used to play for the Holy Cross Knights back in uh, 2006 to 2008. He was uh, one of the better – I didn't go to Holy Cross. I got to watch him play during his high school time. Man, what a great, great player he was. But uh, now he's overseas in, in Israel playing. Um, just uh, – yeah, he, he played for Virginia. Back then, nice. and he, ironically enough, his team wound up going to uh, to the state state championship in 2008. My senior year of high school, bringing up a lot of memories right now. They played, uh, I believe, uh, Lance Stevenson and Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah, it's crazy, crazy how those guys, you know, that class, that 08 class between having Kemba and then having guys like Irvin Walker. Guys, I know it's a tangent. Walker, wow. Yeah, that's a, throwback. that's a throwback name right there. Uh, you know, Ashton Panky, Rocco Rubino, when he was here on the show, he was with us. He played up against the, the greats of the greats. Russ Smith, he was there Russ too. Smith. Mike Cavateo, there too. Just a lot of names. Blaze French, obviously. Kyle O'Quinn, another guy that went to Holy Cross. And he wound up going to Campus Magnet, transferring from from Holy Cross to Campus Magnet. And, he, and nobody, I never thought... That he would make it to the NBA, and yet here we are. And he got a big deal to the league. Yeah, he got drafted by the Magic, traded to the yada yada yada. So yeah, yeah, man. So uh, absolutely. So you've seen some. uh, I've seen a lot of names, a lot of high school names, a lot of high school names playing, and uh, you know, it's it's been honestly a big thrill. And you talk about Virginia. Just wanted to just shout out Sylvan Landisberg and all those all those names from oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, two thousand and ten. Just crazy, man. You know, right. just crazy. But he put up a great score. Wow. Just throwback. And uh, one more final thought here. Uh, I got a question. Going back to the Islanders. Comes from Cord. That's his name, Cord. Um, ideally, who do you want the Islanders to play in the Stanley Cup playoffs in the first round? I'll let you answer for, answer for as well. I'm going to have to, honestly... I'm very scared. I'm very afraid of a Columbus team. Uh, like Ser- Sergey Bobrovsky at goalie. When he's hot, he's hot. Um, and they still they gave up so much. Columbus they gave and, up so much. Columbus and Pittsburgh would be, would be the two that I would kind of be like, uh oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if they listen, if the Islanders win out the division, I wouldn't want to play Carolina. Even see, this is tough because all these teams have great goaltenders. Carolina has the high-powered offense and the bunch of jerks and everything like that going on. 
which I love. I love that. I love that the basketball on the court. I love that. that was funny. Shout out to Don Cherry for creating a a monster, by the way. Right of that. <laughs> um, yeah, Carolina's got the high prolific offense after they acquired Nino Nina Ryer. It seems like that that trade really, really uh, sparked them. And then uh, you know you had Montreal with Carey Price and and having a, a Max Domi up there Weber, with yeah. Weber and all them and Brendan Gallagher. And then, you know, Columbus, obviously Columbus is just an absolute nightmare. You don't want to face them in the first round. I'm going to have to go with Pittsburgh here. I feel like the lore of that, I'm going to have to say Pittsburgh. That's who you don't want them to play or you want them to play? I kind of want them to play Pittsburgh. I, I want them to it's tough. I don't want no parts of Columbus because they're going for it. They are going to go for it. Columbus, I don't want. <clears throat> Pittsburgh, I don't I don't want because they've been there and done that. I would have to take care of Dynamo. Uh, I think we match up with them pretty, pretty well. Um, and I think the percentages of, of who we could beat in the first round, I think it would be them. So I would go Carolina 1. Pittsburgh to Columbus three in terms of who I don't want to play. But well, I don't want any parts of a Pittsburgh world because when they get well, well, they are, well, they are a team where I'm telling you. Yeah. Parking lot, basketball court, give them some ice, give them a puck. They'll play you anywhere. They don't care because they've been there and done that multiple times. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, final thoughts for you, sir. Uh, we'll have fun uh, Saturday, and uh, the nation's uh, capital. You know, so, you no, know, let's go Isles. Hopefully, it's for the division or mm-hmm. and or for home ice. So you know, no capital is going to be rocking there. And uh, no, well, you know, we'll just see how the weekend goes. You know, for my Nets, we got two big games uh, come uh, coming up. So I am excited for the weekend in sports world, and uh, you know, we shall see uh, what happens, man. My final thought: Yankees win a four. They break off the Schneid. Uh, Glaber Torres, four for four, two home runs today with, I believe, yeah, two bombs. Crazy. Gary went deep today, too. Gary Sanchez and Luke Voigt, he sealed the deal with another home run. So you get to see him. Luke! So I actually do have a very quick uh, final point, Will. Um, non-music, non-sports non related, related, but it is kind of sports related, too. Music. Rapper Nipsey Hussle was um, uh, shot and killed uh, Sunday. And, Will, a lot of sports athletes knew him, was cool with him. Will, I'm a music head. I'm a junkie. Yeah. And he's a West Coast guy. I'm an East Coast guy. I put a lot of my friends on to Nipsey Hussle because I was a believer in him back in the day. And you know what, Will? The reason why I bring it up to relate to sports is People talk about we got to stop the gun violence and the black-on-black crime and whatever type of crime, regardless of, you know, the cut of your skin or a gun, knife, whatever. Athletes got to do more. People talk about Kevin Durant because he gets technical fouls and curse out the refs and championships. Kevin Durant, you got to speak out about this. When you talk, people listen to what you have to say. Steph Curry, when you talk, people listen to what you have to say. LeBron James. People listen to what but you have to people say. People listen to what you have to say. Right. Nipsey, recipe, some uh, Mr. Music that he did. But athletes, 
that were cool with him, you got to start. Because when people talk, when you guys talk, people care and listen to what you have to say. And, Will, that 2020 game that Russell Westbrook had, he dedicated to Nipsey because that was the, the gang that Nipsey was with. Um, the role in uh, 60s gang, 20, 20, 21 equals 61. So that that was the that was the motivation to go back into the game to get that uh, the 20th board. So rest in peace, man. Never heard of the guy, honestly. Never did. And then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm seeing all these posts and the outcry and everything like that. From good, good dude, man. Yeah, you know, just. I mean, we live in a culture where you get to hear like Cardi B and all, all these rappers and everything like that. He's I never heard of him, never heard of the guy's music at all, anything like that, nor do I really listen to rap. I'm more of a classic guy, classic rock and roll guy. Right. Anybody that knows me, I don't listen to that stuff. But the outcry and the the public showing for Nipsey Hussle has been absolutely uh, ac- crazy. It's been crazy. Well, I'll make this really, really quick. You are Queens born and Queens bred. Right. Well, imagine you get rich and you put jobs into the community where you're from, schools and STEM centers and opportunities in the community where you're from. That's what he did. He left the gang life and he said, no, I'm not going to get rich and leave like everybody else does. Like, uh, Kanye West left Chicago, right? And Jay Z left New York, uh, Brooklyn, right? I'm going to stay in California and uplift my community and right. my hood, and he got killed for it. Right. That's what hurts. And you want to know what's even crazier too? Like, you know, you look at how people stay in their neighborhood and how they leave to get out to live a better life. This guy, you know, he he did it. He got he got a second chance. And that's what most people crave for whenever they mess up is a second chance. And he got it. You know, he got it. He built himself up. And, you know, like he you said, employed a lot of uh, people. Yeah. So, yeah. Rest in peace. And he's also from me and Will on all the board sports. Shout out to, uh, just want to make a, one of quick course. point two birthdays, Paula Phillips and Nick Georgis. Happy birthday, fellas. Yes. Paula just turned 26, I believe, her. She's young. Let's just say that. She's young. And my boy, Paul, well, I'm Paula, sorry. Paula, I'm sorry. and Nico, they're going to get married within a year or two. Nice. Shout out to them. Their birthdays are literally two days apart. Paula's is on the 2nd, and Nico is on April 4th, which is today. today. Happy birthday, man. Yeah. So it, it it's crazy. So, yeah. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to those two, those two people because they're a big part of my life. And also... Shout out to Nipsey Hustle, And also with Nipsey, can we celebrate these guys and talk about these guys while they're still on earth before yes. before they pass away? Preach. Preach. Because another, that, that's another sad. show I'm gonna talk about. A, another another show for that. We're preach, brother, preach. We're running out of time right now, preach. but preach. It's crazy. It Amen, it, it is. Brother. Just wanted to just say that. For everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, for Brianna and Matt Peters, for our wonderful producer, Miles, controlling the ones and twos on the board, with On The Board Sports, my co-partner, Sean Thomas, a.k.a. Sean T. I'm your host, William Trucci, logging out. Have a great night. Let's go, Islanders.